0: Been gone for too long. I've been gone for far too long, keeping any part of my house, drifting off to sea, even just a little. I just wanna be settled. Shadow ¡Suscríbete
1: Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope you're all doing well out there, and you just heard a fresh track called Settled off of the Give and Takes upcoming EP. This week, we're all about supporting my dear friend, Gabron. Gabron is truly one of my go to friends here in the Florida scene. And when he told me he was working on new music, I knew it was time to get him on the pod. Gibran is releasing new music as the give and take, but you might recognize him also from the Central Florida band Expert Timing. Now he's moving into releasing additional solo music that highlights his soft rock style and personal journey. He's been working hard to do it all, from crafting his music videos to recording with friends to really just capture everything that is in his songwriting. Gabron joined this week to talk about his upcoming EP, Great Pause, his journey in music, the messaging behind it, and really so much more. So with that, let's hear some more of the give and take. And then hear from Gabron. I
0: hated working nine to five. Last year I hated working weekends. Well, at least I'm consistent consistently out of sync with who I am and how I think. I miss those days back when my jeans didn't fit and when our apartment got
1: Welcome, Gabron, to Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going?
2: Good, good, good. How are things going with you?
1: Pretty good. I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. We've been talking about this for like a couple of years. So this is so wonderful to finally have you here.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely with uh, listening to Katrina, starting with her being on there. And then kind of discovering all the other people that that you've had on your podcast have, have, have definitely, you know, loved and thought that one day I could have an opportunity to also get to to be a part of that collective. And I'm really excited. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. If anything, it's like, you know, you've told me about writing solo music for some time now. Um, outside of expert timing so it's really wonderful to be able to now support you on this platform you've been like you know friends in the scene for a bit now but like to be able to really boost you in this way is so exciting.
2: Uh, thank you so much yeah I'm, I'm I'm definitely stoked to get to talk and hang out.
1: <laughs> yeah so for folks who aren't familiar with you um, tell tell us about how you first kind of began to play music and kind of fell in love with it.
2: Yeah sure um, so I am I'm like 34, 35 now, um, and I started playing music uh, like guitar and bass when I was 15. Um, my my dad is a musician. He went to college, um, Florida State um, in Tallahassee for uh, trumpet, and so um, he also traveled the country and and studied drums and um, and. I can't think of the word for it but rhythms he poly it was all kinds of rhythm stuff that he studied and so growing up we had a lot of like percussion instruments and things around so even when I was you know 5 or 6 I I would do like drum clinics and stuff with him and go and do you know um little djembe drums and congas and all kinds of stuff so um but when I was 15 um, no, probably younger than that. It was like, it was like probably in like middle school. I had a substitute teacher who had a guitar and played a bunch of songs for us that day. And I like went home humming a, a tune that my dad kind of picked up on and, and within like a week or so we had bought the CD and then he pulled a bass out of the closet that he had just had. So I had no clue he had had it. He just had it sitting there and from then on, I started playing bass and, and it's been, yeah, like, so 15 to 35, like, you know, 15, like 20, you know, is it 20, I'm bad at math. Anyway, it's, it's been a long time that I've been playing music and playing a lot of instruments and stuff. Uh, just, it's always been something I've done. So,
1: wow. I love that. And it's great that you had your dad there to kind of expose you to a lot of percussion and then ultimately having that bass ready for you. That's pretty awesome.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, he plays guitar. He plays a bunch of piano, a bunch of different instruments. We've always had instruments in the house. So I've definitely been lucky to benefit that. Oh, uh, you know, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm okay. I, I'm now I'm in the bass. Now I'd like to learn to play guitar. And dad's like, great. I have a lot of guitars. Just grab one of them. You can play on any of those. And, wow. and he's, he's always been very supportive of, of, I mean, but all my family, my, both my mom and my dad, like my mom for my high school band helped make our website and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and, and my dad secretly gave me a, an acoustic guitar, uh, once in college cause mine, mine was broken. You know, oh. he just, it's, I have, yeah, so many great stories of, uh, you know, my, my parents and family come coming out to my, my shows and, and seeing me throw my stuff around. And, uh, it's great. I, I, I've definitely been very, you know, grateful and lucky to have them.
1: <laughs> that's so cool. Once it's, like, safe to play, like, shows again and stuff, do you think they'll come out to, like, your solo shows and stuff?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I hope so. I, i all, anytime I, you know, I happen to play in, in uh, St. Peter, Sarasota, that's where they uh, live. I always try and, you know, throw a buzz, you know, down to them to come and come out wow. and play. And, And it's definitely been a lot better when I was younger, I didn't really play in places that I would invite my parents to, you know, (laughs) as far as like, some of the crowds and some of the, the the places but now I, I, you know, I feel like I kind of play a lot more places where there's like, food to eat and you know, like, (laughs) you know, it's it's you know I'm playing at seven o'clock I'm not playing at like midnight or something like that so. it's
1: parent-friendly environments now <laughs> yeah it's
2: and, and parent and sometimes it's it is great how the scene kind of grows with you because it's not out of the, the ordinary to see a kid at a show you know right. with, with the giant headphones on you know like it's it's great like I love it
1: that's my literal favorite thing to see at a show is like some like child just with the big like safety like headphones on and like their parents bringing them and the kids somehow having an even better time than the parent is at the gig and it's just so it's wholesome
2: oh i man it it's it's cool to to get to you know i i i teach i uh, uh five-year-olds now mm-hmm. um and i've all um I've, I've always taught um you know you know, people from ages from that age up to, you know, being a teenager and stuff. And you, you experience music, music, everybody likes music, you know, Mm -hmm. you rarely don't meet someone who, who says, I just don't like music. So it's cool how people experience it on different levels and, and to, 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 for a young kid to get to soak up some, especially some of the, you know, really niche DIY stuff that yeah. you know, we're around that, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty cool that, you know, I, I hope that it benefits them in their life, you know?
1: Absolutely. Cause that's kind of maybe their entry point to music in a way that you had your entry point with your family, always exposing you to instruments and encouraging you to play and stuff. Sometimes for other kids, it's like just even being at the show and seeing somebody out there doing it for them, that might be their moment of like, Oh, I want to pick up a- i want to play drums i want to play guitar whatever it's like suddenly they can see it
2: i like i like that music can be a hub for all kinds of creativity i I hope that i hope that it is you know at shows you know that kid hears music but also sees really cool art Mm -hmm. on the shirts and on the walls and on the flyers and all the merch there and and can inspire them to to do that you know I loved in high school, I had some. my friend Brett didn't um, necessarily play instruments, but was really into business and wanted to, you know, like manage my band. But, you know, th- that was a skill that that he was able to contribute and help us. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he I'm, I don't know what he does now, but I'm sure it's business related and stuff or not or whatever it is. It's just cool to how it brings out, diff- you know, different people's create creativity and and, you know to to do just you know just to put on a show you know it's great i love it i sorry i ramble a lot <laughs>
1: oh no it's fine it's totally what podcasts are for <laughs> um so kind of jumping off from that point tell me about like maybe the musicians or like bands you were following that kind of like kept you hooked and motivated as you were learning was there anybody that you just like fell in love with and you're like yeah i want to play music like this person
2: oh um man so when I, I know like one of the, the big kind of like, like you're kind of saying like, Oh, I love bands. Like I loved Everclear a whole lot. And I loved like the early November and newfound glory. I love a lot of pop punk, a lot of uh, green day, you know, I loved a lot of like pop rock and, and I would go to a lot of local shows and stuff. Um, but there was this, band on the, uh this label called tooth and nail records mm-hmm. um and and they they still are around but they don't really do as much anymore they're like they're like a big like a christian <laughs> uh, rock label and they had like a lot of like hardcore and punk bands and stuff and there's this pop rock band called watashi Wa. um mm-hmm. and i saw them at uh god i cannot remember this like Rage of Rage of the Needle Tattoo Shop was the first time I saw them, and it was the synergy between like their music, uh, their lead singer Seth, the way he sang, their artistic direction and style. It was just like if I could if I could write songs and sing like anything, this is like what I want to write songs and what I want to sing like. Um, And, and yeah, that, that has always been kind of like a big touching point and, and I've followed his musical career because he's done other bands since Mm Watashiwa. and I've always kind of, in some ways, you know, been, you know, when I write songs, I, I try, you know, I definitely hear a lot of similarities or at least just, I don't think, I don't know if he would ever (laughs) say that I've never really talked to him like that, but uh but i, I yeah that's, that is definitely a band watashi was a band i definitely inspires and emulate a whole lot um yeah for real
1: <laughs> that's awesome um, i like that yeah. you have that as part of kind of like your foundation of getting into and writing some music um yeah one thing i know about you is you've been playing in like a number of different bands for a very long time and such Um, What are some things that you kind of learned as a musician from playing in different bands and like, how has that kind of shaped your approach to songwriting now?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool kind of what you were saying earlier about, you know, what inspires someone to want to play. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that, you know, is the ethos of, of it is, and, and the part that I've really gotten into, yes, yeah, is, is is the craft of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so i played a lot of bands because I love, I love to write songs. It's something that, that I did when, you know, to kind of cope with, with, you know, feeling a little different when I was, was younger. And, and I wrote, I just would write poems. And then the next part of that was to sing, because I love to sing. And then the next part of that was to create a melody and, and, and craft a song. And that, and that can take, you know, whole days and weeks to do and mm-hmm. record it and so forth. So, um, sorry, back to your question. It, it, it I God, it, it. That's a great question is there's a lot, there's a lot in there as far as the things I've learned and pl- I've, I, I, every band that I've been in, I, I feel like I've learned something different as far as how to communicate with people. That's mm-hmm. like, so, such a huge part. It, you, you have a song that is in your mind mm-hmm. and you have to translate that to other people. Other people have a song that is in their mind and they're trying to communicate and translate that to you. And it, it is not just something that anybody can do with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you, you are really good at, at playing your instrument, you're really good at being creative there is a certain amount of, of chemistry and synergy between people. And sometimes bands come together and work to a certain period and that chemistry takes them. And sometimes it's, it's, it's that combination that can undo them too. It's, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, to me, it's part of what makes some of these bands really cool and special, Um, you know, uh, Green Day, you know, for, for example, with them, them being a three piece it's, it, it's the synergy between the three of them and, and the way that they relate and who Billy Joel and who Mike Dirt and who Trey Cool is. And um, Watashi Watashiwa was, you know, was was really interesting just because of Seth's motivations and them having different guitar players and, and what happened with them recording-wise. It, you know, every band has a story as far as what had them come together and come apart and, and every song that they wrote you know, has its, own, has its own lineage of how it, it starts and how it comes out to, to being, you know. Um, one, one of the things I've been really lucky in is that even though I've never necessarily been in a band that has been famous or made a lot of money, um, it's been consistent. You know, I've, I've, I've never not had a year where I wasn't writing songs or collaborating with somebody um, and, and doing a project that, that I, I felt, you know, worth and that I felt good about. And, and especially now with with, um, with having done expert timing for the last four years, um, to think that I, you know, in my 30s would discover still writing songs that I think are some of the best songs I've ever, you know, heard um, is, is great. It just, it just keeps enthusing me, you know, that, that's why when, covid hit and and we had to take kind of a break from writing together um i was still enthused to continue writing my own songs and doing my own release you know
1: yeah absolutely i feel like um the songwriting that you do with like jeff and katrina and expert timing it's very collaborative and the three of you are able to bounce a lot of cool stuff off of each other and the results are just some of the best like um some of the best just like punk that I've heard in a long time. It's so much fun. It's so energetic and I can feel your personalities in your music too.
2: Oh, I, yeah, it's great. I, I, I feel so lucky that we just happened to meet, you know, when we did. And, and it, I mean, it, you know, it takes a lot of work to, to foster a relationship between, between two people who are married and have a, their own dynamic and to be a third person in there. Um, and I, it, it, I'm so, I'm just so grateful and so happy that, that it works as well, as well as it does. And, and, and it's not that I necessarily bring full melodies or riffs to them. It's that, it's just the, the, I'm so lucky that I discovered Jeff and Katrina just come up with just incredible riffs and melodies. I, I, it could be any other couple in the world and and they also could come with good melodies and riffs they could come up with melodies and riffs that I personally don't like as so much but I found you know got lucky I met you know two really great people who happen to write really great riffs and melodies and and as someone who loves to tool with songs it's like it's like wow when when they when they give me something they're giving me something really palpable to work with something really exciting to engage with and and I definitely have you know, gotten, you know, you get all kinds of, of things from people when you want to collaborate and, and some are are less engaging to you than others. You know, it's it's not that anything is better or worse than it is. It's just your personal taste. And everything Jeff Katrina bring to me, I'm I'm you I'm, I'm I'm always like super game about. I love it. It's great. I'm glad you can feel the energy because it's there.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> completely something. it completely translates because it feels like particularly with that band like the drumming that you contribute and stuff, it's like it's very much beautifully woven yeah i think that it's magical how like your um how how the riffs just blend and weave so beautifully with the drumming that you do but it's like what you craft for it is kind of at times the heart of what the music because it just thrums that energy consistently and oh. i love what you write for that band it's it's just that's sometimes the thing that gets me to that next level of hype you know
2: oh thank you so much <laughs> I, I i really appreciate that i I, I, through them, I never really realized how much throughout my whole life. Cause I, you know, I play guitar, I play piano, I sing. But the bands that I've always loved, yeah, have had drummers that I consider to be very, very dynamic. And, and it's, it's through consistently, cause I, I've played drums and projects, but with, with expert timing, I've played drums, you know, every day, you know, every week for three, four years have really gotten to, to, I always credit them. I'm so lucky I've gotten an opportunity because drums are such a loud instrument. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to get real time to be on, on that instrument and get to know it. And I've had, you know, this time to really learn like what I love about drumming, who I am as a drummer, as a person, Mm -hmm. as a drum, you know, what that ethos is. And, and I, I am so happy that, that, I I love to I love to engage I love to write I love to if that, if the song is there any anything that I can hear in that song I want to play on those drums you know I want I don't I don't want to just play straight through I want I want to I want to fill that song up with as much as possible because all the all the drummers that I love that's what I realize is what happens is is mm-hmm. I I can listen to that song three times and hear something new, you know, and not just from, but that's another just great thing about expert timing. Not that I want to, I love, I could talk all day about, about, you know, (laughs) the songwriting, but they, they just, they're from their lyrics, the melodies that Jeff comes up with the bass. I mean, Katrina's such an incredible bass player. There's just, you know, I'm so happy that in my drums, I'm able to like put 100% that still only equals 25% of what is going on in that band and and all, and the songs that go on and stuff. It's great. I I appreciate, you know, getting to talk about that. (laughs) I love it. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah. I love talking about that from time to time with you just because it's like, you know, it's how we met. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) You being in that
1: band. So it's like, it's always really nice to kind of think back on everything that y'all do together and stuff. Um, Let's kind of pivot to the give and take, which is an awesome project that you have started here. Tell me about oh. how you were motivated to start writing these songs for yourself and begin um, exploring that with this particular project in sound.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I mean, before it was the give and take, I called it All of Me, which is a Watashi Wa song. It's just I've, I've just had a moniker for when I write my own songs that aren't in a band that I'm in or for a band that I'm in. This is what I'll call it, so I have a moniker for that. And so, um, the give and take has always existed in in some form. Mm -hmm. And I've released music when I, you know, when I'm not busy doing other music and stuff. Um, And what happened is, uh, yeah, and of course we all know that COVID has kind of changed, you know, a way of our way of life, and for you know, still for the foreseeable future and, and whatever normality will be, whatever that is means anymore. It's just, it's warped all that. And in March, um, I guess it was yeah, like 2020 or in 2021 now, excuse me, in March, um, of 2020, I was, you know, one of the many people that, that lost their job. And so, um, I had a long period of time, like four or five months where I wasn't working every day. Um, I wasn't practicing, you know, with Jeff and Katrina because we were quarantined. Um, And so my natural default is then to write songs. So I kind of like went through my... You know, my am always riffing and stuff. So I went through my old recordings and kind of picked some songs that I had been working on for the last couple of years that you know I thought were pretty good. And then you know, kind of you know messed around with some melodies that I thought were good too. And mm-hmm. and kind of in the span of you know like a month or two, wrote you know like eight or so songs. Um, and and then I did. Phone demos of all of them using GarageBand on my phone, and you know, throughout, like everybody, we're all talking to each other, all sending messages and stuff, and so I'm. Um, I sent the demos to Jeff, you know, an um, expert timing, and and he was like, you know, he he said the songs were, were pretty good, and the time that they, you know, we had been quarantined away, he had invested in kind of having a little more recording equipment and better setup at their house. And so when things were the 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 numbers were level enough that you could wear a mask and kind of be socially distant, we had we set up a way that I could record drums in a in an isolated room. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could track in the other room. And we just kind of started with like the guitar, bass, and drums. And then he would send me the, like, you know, those, like I did it for like a day for, like, you know, so whatever short amount of time I could. And then he sent me those tracks. And what I did is I just put them back into the demos, basically. So I, so the whole album basically is me taking these demos, taking these structures and then recording a little better on top of them, but kind of keeping the essence of what those were. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I kind of had like five songs, five or six songs that I thought were p- pretty decent um, and decided, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do an official release, you know, and, and the, well, the give and take will be first, my first give and take release and I think like five years.
1: <laughs> wow. That's so exciting. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to the setup that like Jeff was able to put together and what you were able to work with, because it sounds like at some point pretty studio quality, like y'all did a fantastic job recording all of that.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. It, 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 I, it's been a learning experience. I definitely, there, there are elements kind of hearing it back. We, we, we sent it to, to Frank, um, at Atomic Studios in Tampa and he mastered it, um, and it, yeah, it, it took what I thought was just going to be, you know, just something small that I just, the little project that I just kind of did to, to being like something that, that, you know, I hope I can grow off of and release more, do more releases and release things more regular, regularly mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you know, continue recording, you know, hopefully as things get better, continue recording with Jeff and recording with other people and, um, you know, I'm excited to see what happens in the, you know, the next coming months and stuff as it comes out.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's really brilliantly done. And like, I heard so much variety within these tracks. Like at some times I felt like there was a little bit of like that nineties soft rock influence. There was some little bit of twang going on in there and so much that was just fun, like for my ears (laughs) to kind of just absorb and stuff. Um, how did you kind of shape your sound ultimately? And like, what, what are you, what are you kind of drawing influence from?
2: Sure. Um, I think what I like to do is, especially now that we have like Spotify and stuff, but even before Spotify, um, I would make mixtapes a lot. I would burn CDs and there's something about where you, you you hit upon something something that you want to create and you find like-minded things that help channel you into that and then you kind of immerse yourself into it mm-hmm. um and i you know i knew i had an acoustic guitar um i and i really wanted to i was my, my whole goal is like i just i want to write things that are pretty i want to write things that i that i think are beautiful and that you know challenged me, and I, um, <clears throat> one, list, went and listened to a, a lot of, like, folk acoustic instrumental artists, like Phil Keggy and Michael Hedges, and I, like, just, and uh, this local guy I knew, Joe Gavin, just anybody who just kind of played a lot of open guitar, uh, mm-hmm. open tunings, and a lot of pull-ons, and harmonics, and hammer-ons, Um, which then kind of led me to listening to a lot of like um, American football and Mike Kinsella and Owen and, and twangly, you know, twinkle emo, as they call it. Um, But, and then of course, listening to Phil Keggy and Michael Hedges and, and also, you know, getting to spend more quality time with, you know, my relationship with Carissa, Mm -hmm. she loves country music. So I've been listening to a lot of country music. So I think like a combination of like, you know, instrumental folk and country music and and, you know, that kind of, you know, emo folk, too, um, I think kind of all kind of came together and me trying to write a lot of things that I tried to layer a lot of guitars and 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 have a lot of moving lines and, and things like that. Um, and, and these songs this time and really kind of jam pack it uh, with that. <laughs>
1: I love that, though, because it's like it's still for all that you put into it, like the layers that you're talking about. Right. It just feels so yeah. it feels like as natural as breathing to listen to your music, though, like the way that it all oh. just sits together. So I thought that was really cool, especially oh, hearing thank- you talk about all that went into it. I'm like, whoa, but but it feels so natural.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I I, I hope to, to continue that. I'm 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 excited to see how they'll translate when I am able to do more live shows and stuff yeah. those kind of they're always different you know how they come
0: out and stuff
1: for sure um I want to dive into a couple of songs with you because there were I almost was like do I just talk about each song on the EP with Gibran are also great but I had to pick oh. just a couple <laughs> otherwise we'd be here sure. all day which I'm always down for but anywho oh <laughs> I love how you opened with like the nine to five because that song in particular, it's really cool. It explores the emotions I felt like in adulthood and reflecting to get to the point where you are in life. You did that lyrically, but also kind of backed it with just this like relaxed energy to it. Can you talk about the song?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um that song is uh like couple years old, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote it when I moved back home, uh, for the first time in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was living in Jacksonville and, and, uh, was just kind of doing whatever I wanted. And, um, when I moved back home, I, start, um, got a, uh, certificate to teach and started teaching again. And so that song first was about just, yeah. Um, trying to make that transition from, from not having any responsibilities to having responsibilities and wanting to embrace them. But at the same time, feeling like, like I miss I miss not, I miss not having responsibilities and I still haven't found the thing that I'm looking to find in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of updated it now, I kind of thought a little more about my perspective at, at 30 and how bulletproof and um innocent and um doe-eyed and uh blissful I thought I was when I was younger Mm -hmm. and how that you know it's 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 life isn't about life isn't isn't about that you know Mm -hmm. it's not about just getting and not have any responsibilities and and not and only live for yourself It, it really is about being able to even if you still even if you still haven't you know, found the place where you're supposed to 100% be and feel completely, um, you know, comfortable in, that, that doesn't mean that you don't embrace where you are right now, essentially. So it's, it's, it's an interesting song that it's three years old with a little bit of update, you know, to now and stuff. And I thought it was a good start, you know, with it being that way, too.
1: Yeah. And that song is so universal because we all kind of go through those experiences at some point in our lives where we kind of have to figure out, okay, how do I embrace the now? How do I accept the responsibilities that come with being an adult and figuring things out? So I immediately connected to that one for that reason.
2: Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely wish it was as like simple as mom and dad had put it, where you just go to college and then they just give you a job and that job just pays you. And (laughs) and then you don't have any worries you know for the rest of your life it's all good you know (laughs)
1: yeah unfortunately like tv i feel like in particular sells us that and it's like no it's a lot more complicated than that (laughs) yeah
2: uh yeah yeah, exactly it's all full of those twists and turns man
1: (laughs) yeah i love that you explore that stuff actually throughout the whole ep because like kind of immediately what i started to kind of juxtapose it to was um your song settled because you kind of have that feeling. I feel like particularly as you're growing up and starting to get comfortable with adulthood or trying to get comfortable with adulthood, you're kind of building these temporary things like those sandcastles out of materials that you have. And then you're looking for something more permanent, like the clay that you kind of talk about. Um, what, what, what does that song mean to you? And what was it like putting that one together?
0: Yeah, that,
2: that one's, that one was a, was, was completely new. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, lyrically and 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 conceptually for that one, and um, uh, a lot of the lyrics for this one, I just started with, I just said whatever the melodies are, I'm not gonna try and alter that, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna write, you know, like you know, each song you're, is is like a is like a treasure that you're digging for, and it's all about or like an artifact or like a, a fossil, and you just have to, you have to be careful about how you excavated and so I was like real careful about okay so oh I guess I'm oh I'm saying subtle what what, you know what does that mean and so Mm -hmm. in the end I feel like yeah that song kind of came out talking about kind of relating back to nine to five that you know I'm I'm still I'm in my 30s and and I would like to have some consistency Mm -hmm. and for some reason there still isn't that consistency, but I don't necessarily think that it's it's something that I'm doing wrong, you know. Um, and that's always something I, you know, you, I, I don't know if other people grapple with, but there's I think there's kind of just some a small amount of guilt sometimes that, you know, I, I if you, you wish that you could be doing things for for people and and for the you know the loved ones in your life and especially just financially speaking and support wise that, you know, um, that, that, you know, you're still struggling with and still having a hard time, you know, making happen or just, or just, even, you know, you could, you can be there at one point and then, but you still can't be there in the same way. And so that's kind of what settled is. And and like you say, like that, you know, sandcastles and, you know, just 10 years of, of building all these things and then just watching them slowly just get chipped away by the waves until like, it's not the sandcastle that I first built, you know. And I, you know, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I I hope my next release is is a lot happier. This one ended up being a little <laughs> a little somber.
1: You know, sometimes we need to connect to that somber though, and it's it's just one of those things I think, in particular, in this moment, that are very. It's very easy to latch onto what your kind of stories that you're telling within these songs and such, and like. Thank you. The same thing kind of with like the great pause though. I love that imagery of like the stream flowing, not sure where it's going, things like that. I thought that was just something that I think a lot of us are kind of living through in particular right now, that concept of just trying to figure out, well, we're waiting and we're living through and we're trying to discover navigating right now, all the things that we kind of have that environment that's kind of shifted. And I love the way that you kind of use nature. It feels like to kind of tell that story.
2: Oh, thank you so much! Yeah, my my mom inspired that whole title and that whole thing.
1: Yeah, she,
2: she, yeah, she is. She makes soap. She is a gardener. She has like a degree in gardening and and botany and and that kind of stuff. And uh, has this beautiful, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but this this she has like a two acres of land that she's that she and dad have just totally turned and all kind. they have crops they grow and flowers they grow and and anyway so she she's really into whole holistic um living and natural living and um and she described what happened in covid as she says she read an article or described that rather said that this was the great pause because at the time the whole world had to pause, you know, all countries in the world had to stop and you had to kind of rethink about your life and your, your Mm -hmm. modus. So that kind of like, I, that kind of carried with me after that conversation. And, and when I was writing the lyrics with that song, I just kind of really just went stream of consciousness with it and was surprised in the end that kind of exactly what you were talking about is it just like just kind of emotes that a whole year has it's it's just it's so hard to believe that a whole year because it's 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 you know it's, it's gonna be March you know already and and even then it was January you know 2019 that that we were beginning to hear reports about this and so it has you know it's just crazy that it's A whole year had passed. I I was talking to somebody at the at the company that I used to work at, and and was like, "Oh yeah, how are you doing?" And then I was like, "It's coming. It's been a whole year since I've been. It does not feel like it's been, you know, a whole year already. Like it's it's interesting.
1: (laughs) It really is.
2: Yeah." Yeah, I, I, I don't want the album to flow, though. I don't want the album to feel like it, it lasts the whole year, though. I'd like for it to flow a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> a nice breeze, a nice breeze of an album, please.
1: It is, honestly, <laughs> in my opinion, anyhow, that it is. And it's like, uh, just what you, what, everything that you're saying within this album is it just, it, it flows, it fits perfectly within a mood that we can experience and kind of take solace in right now. But I guarantee you that these are things that we will continue to feel emotionally for sure for our lifetimes. You know, these are experiences that it's just heightened right now because of the environment that we're living in right now. But it's like, yeah. I guarantee you songs like nine to five and settled and, and even the great pause too. It's like, those are things that I'm going to connect with throughout my life. Not just like in this moment, you know?
2: Well, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I I don't always have like I, I'd like to think that I always have an idea or something exactly that I want to say or exactly what I do when I write a song. But mm-hmm. at least for me personally, it, it, a lot of times it doesn't come out that way. I just kind of write how I feel it comes out. And then through my own interpretation and, and feedback from, you know, the you know, the people that I love and trust, you know, it, it, it crafts an idea and, and and I I do love that about that. I, I hope that for for you and, and, and even just as a songwriter for myself, I always love to just listen back to my own and other people's songs and the, the poetry that you know that is in there is is one of the best parts of, of getting to love music. You get to you know hear ways of interpreting life that is that is really cool and, and really speaks to to people on an individual basis, you know.
1: Absolutely. Um, Kind of with that in mind, maybe what are, what's something you want, like those who listen to your EP, what do you want them to get out of it ultimately?
0: Oh,
2: um, man. I think I would like, honestly, kind of connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I hope that when I say, you know something like feeling isolated or wanting to be settled i hope that it's coupled with a melody that is you know that you know is a bit of a serotonin release that is you know mm-hmm. that's nice to hear and and also through knowing that maybe you you know someone else feels that way because i truly everything i write is, is just truly i i can't help you know even, even in trying to like be cool or write something fun or catchy. It it, it just, it, 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 I'll betray myself every time. i will just be who I am. Mm -hmm. And I hope people connect to it and, and, and then also know that, that we're not alone because right now I feel like that is what's important for all of us to know is that, that, that we are not alone out here. Um, like still, we, we still have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. We still have to be safe. We still have to do the things that are are that is right and the thing that is right isn't easy mm-hmm. but we're but we're not alone you know we all miss each other
1: 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah. percent yeah your 100%. your album definitely does that I think and yeah if anything sometimes listening to parts of like damn I miss just walking and chilling with Gabron and talking about this stuff you uh. know
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I hope that I just it's like when you make when when the the longer the wait Mm -hmm. then the the nicer it is when it finally happens you know so it's just I just know I will appreciate it so much when I can comfortably connect back with people again you know Mm -hmm. I'll be I'll soak it up (laughs) absolutely
1: um kind of in that similar vein then um What's something that you really want to be able to accomplish as an artist, whether it's in the next year or so, or just in general?
2: Oh, wow. Um, I think I, I, I hope to put in the work to, to connect with people, um, um, not just as a drummer, but also as, you know, this, a singer songwriter and be able to develop the same kind of connections that, you know, expert timing has, and, and, and I'm able to, to, to be able to, to release music, to be able to, you know, one day play shows again under the the give and take, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and all over, you know, in in different States, you know, and hopefully even out of the country, I just, I I don't ever want to stop playing music, writing music. Um, and so I just, I, I'm happy, you know, that, that I, um, that I that I can that I can do more than than play drums and and not get to anyone down. I'm just I, it's so hard to kind of put it I just it everyone create at whatever level you want to create at it, and it doesn't it, in any factor you play in that level of creativity is important and and I just I'm so happy and grateful that I that I get to have a vehicle to do it Uh, for myself and I and I want to continue to get to do that is is what I'm trying to say and please please listen I definitely hope people listen I hope they like it and and I want to keep writing and keep putting stuff out there and and if you don't like this one then maybe the next one or the one after I'm gonna keep doing it
1: (laughs) (laughs) please keep doing it it's so great (laughs) yes um so I love that we've been able to kind of like introduce people to you as a musician in ways that maybe they didn't know about you before but I'm still curious what's something that you want people to know about you or as the give and take they might not know right now
2: oh goodness what do they want to know about the give and take that they that they don't know right now yeah um um well I used to have a uh a, a 11 finger what uh, yeah yeah you never I have this <laughs> yeah I was I was born with like a small finger nub on my left hand what and, and and I guess I guess I don't know of course it's a podcast people can't see it but I have a scar on the side that where they had to, where they they removed it when I was when I was a kid but uh well you know, there you go
1: <laughs> that's some Gavron trivia <laughs> I
0: love finger
2: so there you go <laughs> um also i mean i can tell i can tell you when the album's coming out and all that but i don't know if that's everybody would know about that
1: oh my gosh i love it i feel like every time i talk to you i learned something amazing about you i didn't know before so this is great
2: uh, yeah that that was I, I did not have a planned answer for that one so there you go that's that's something that people want to know they don't know about me <laughs>
1: That's amazing. <laughs> so I always like to ask my guests, if you could play a show with any three artists or bands, they could be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would you pick?
2: Ooh, okay. Um, does this show lineup have to be a show that I personally would play? Does it have to line up with like you know, like, does it have to like be a bill of people that would fit together or can it just be any artist?
1: (laughs) It can just be any artist if you want to. It doesn't have to like match your sound or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you want, my friend. (laughs)
2: So number one, I want the band, the, the hardcore band Showbread to reunite, um, Cause they put on one of the most dynamic creative shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would kill to see that show again. So I would show show Brad, I'd bring them all back. All like seven or nine of them, original <laughs> drummer, original lineup. I'm, I'm all in this lineup kind of stuff. That'd be first band. Um, second band would be me without you. Ooh. Um, just, just also to have Aaron Weiss and, and Rizzo. uh um, uh, moderata played, you just, he's such an incredible drummer and their lineup is just one of the best shows I've ever been to. Yeah. So I, I have to get to get, for, I feel bad. These are all like metal bands or heavier bands. That's why I asked <laughs> if the lineup would work. Um, I got, I got a cool one. This is a, this is a Florida special, but I, I would kill, um, there's a band, uh, called teenagers. Yeah. And Jordan, their guitar player, played in a band called Rory way back in the day, R-O-R-Y, Rory. And they are one of the coolest, catchiest bands I've ever seen. And I would 100% love to see them get together and come back and play a show. And now that I'm just thinking about it, a fourth, so sorry, fourth one would be Select Start love and select start there they existed in tampa a long time ago and they have one of the greatest live shows they're so much fun so there there you go the me without you select start rory and uh uh showbread
1: (laughs) this is sick and i love all the reunions everybody you're bringing back together here because that would be such a fun show (laughs) yes
2: i got man i just got now i want now I want Sherwood to come back to, I, there's just, I just love, I love looking back at like old flyers and having that nostalgia where it's like, Oh yeah, man, I went to this, this small show where like, you know, the starting line in Halifax and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Fall Out Boy were playing and I didn't really even like Fall Out Boy that much. And I left, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> Oh, you know, that's, that's, oh. I remember in college I had a chance to see Death Cab for Cutie for free Holy um, shit! Yeah, and this, and this was this was like between transatlanticism and plans, like Ooh. like yeah, like it was so like so cool to get to you know get to do that and and have those like you know concert experiences.
1: Oh wow, that's fantastic!
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, oh fun! I miss <laughs> you're making me miss live music so much right now. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we have this big plan that as soon as we can. We are all buying Foo Fighters tickets, okay? And we're getting the whole group, everybody, everybody can come. I'm going to buy 20 Foo Fighters tickets and we are just going to have like the great, just the greatest night just just I'm in
1: I haven't right? actually seen food Fighters yet I had a co-worker tell me awesome stories about their shows so I'm like you know what let's do it they're
2: just they're they're one of those I always said we, that's what we came over like they're they're one of those bands that you would get there and then you'd be surprised how many songs of theirs that you knew you know right like,
0: oh they I love this, the Foo Fighters,
2: you know, like cause my, I bring like my mom and stuff and I, and I just love like all of a sudden she'd be singing Foo Fighters too. And it, it'd be great, man.
1: <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Well, count me in when the time comes. Yeah. I'm in.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll all go see the Foo Fighters and the Killers
1: Ooh, together. Yeah.
2: Yes. Foo Fighters Killers joint show. We'd be the greatest show ever. (laughs) Yes,
1: please. That would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Cabron, I've had so much fun having you on this podcast. We got to do this again, for sure, just because it was just such a good time. Oh, Um, thank you.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So where can everybody find your music and us follow you on the internet?
2: Yes, absolutely. So um, you can find uh, me on Facebook at The Give and Take um, I'm Instagram on the give and take band. Um, and then kid danger is my own, uh, handle. And then on Twitter, um, you can uh, find me at the given bake, uh, on there and yes. then band camp on the give and take, uh, and on band camp, I have like, like eight, 10 albums on there of like just old stuff that I've done totally listen to don't listen to it whatever i've just i am always releasing stuff on there um uh yeah great pause um it comes out um on knife punch records um and i'm really really excited about that and um there you know uh, had a chance to work with some really cool people uh, Karina Cre- uh, uh, Kressler, uh on the photography for that and my friend kyle at a uh, uh, dumpster fire media he Uh, has hooked me up with a whole bunch of cool stuff and footage and um, and of course uh, Katrina um, at expert timing uh, uh, pretty prismatic is her her handle she does like some incredible art and layout stuff and um, yeah just I'm I'm real lucky to get to work with some really great people and uh, please follow them please follow me uh, the give and take just search the give and take or the give and take band and you'll find me or the give and bake also <laughs>
1: <laughs> everybody please be sure to follow gabron everywhere awesome person awesome music so please support thanks so much for hanging out
2: thank you so much amanda I've, I've been i've wanted to be on this podcast for such a long time now and i just feel so honored and and grateful that you had you've had me on here and And I've had a great time as well. Thank you.
1: just heard the give and take thank you so much to gabron for joining and sharing some of his brand new ep great pause stay tuned for great pause coming this summer on knife punch records and in the meantime you can stream singles like snow day and blood influenza on your favorite apps or most definitely please feel free to give gabron a follow on social media um, Gabron's a very good friend, my Marvel buddy, my person I can talk to you about all things music. So this one's super special. Please, please, please support my friend. Um, so that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at AngryGirlMusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at AngryGirlMusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at, at AngryGirlMusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons, Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mula, Carly Commando, John Kitsie, Kit Miller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Freeze. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay angry and support your friends. Bye for now. <laughs>